Welcome, and thanks for tuning in to our podcast. My name is Daniel. My wife, Megan, and I are the location pastors here at Destiny Church, Nuremberg Region. We know that today's message will bless and encourage you because the Bible tells us that the Word of God is alive and active. If you want to connect in with us, be sure to subscribe to this podcast, follow us on social media, or visit our website at destinychurch.de. Let's get into the Word. Honestly, I don't know about you, but I don't want to do church. I don't want to do church. I want to be the church, which is the bride of Christ, which is, is the church that Jesus died for, his bride. It's the greatest love story known to man, that he would die for his bride so that his bride could be united with him if we think more about jesus and the church like marriage more than we do programs and more than we do a gathering and more than we do a social club we'll see revival and we'll see god impact through us not because of us but through us because we're willing vessels as the church of Jesus Christ. We're not the church of, of destiny. We're not that we are the church of Jesus Christ. And it is, on, it is that church that is going to impact the world. Amen? Amen. Can I preach? Is that okay? I just was giving you an introduction. Let, let me just go to God's word. Because if nothing else changes us, it's going to be God's word. So Matthew chapter 16. I want to go there for a moment. And we're starting a new series called Brick by Brick. Somebody say Brick by Brick. I'm not going to throw this at anybody. I'm not going to do anything crazy. Okay. Brick by Brick. And in this series, we're going to be talking more about the church and what that looks like. Because maybe some of us grew up with uh, an expectation of what church was or is. Um, Just to get a few things clear, the church is not a building. I don't know if you noticed today, you happen to be sitting in a movie theater or sitting in front of a computer screen or TV screen for those of you watching online. The church is not a building, the church is a people. And so we don't do church, we are the church. And we're going to be talking more about how God builds his church. We're going to be diving into more about what this should look like because I've got, listen, I've been kind of waiting for this series and it's interesting because this series came up and I'm like, I want to preach about that, this series. And if, if I'm honest, I had a wrong motive when the f- series first came up. I thought this will be a great series to get people involved and people serving, you know, because we could talk all about how you need, to, you need to be a part of what God is doing. You need to be a part. And th- that, that will be in there. But God has recently changed my motive to, to really, I believe, t- talk to us and really maybe strip back some of the layers of what church has been for so many of us. I, somebody maybe in the room has been hurt by church before. You've been hurt by church. You've been hurt by leaders Maybe some of you are even skeptical of me standing up here like because there was a pastor before who's hurt you. I've hurt people before because I'm an imperfect person. I've forgotten to say hi in the lobby. I forget people's names. I forget meetings. I remember one time I felt so bad. I was, <laughs> I was meant to go to a pastoral meeting um, and, I di- and I totally didn't show up and I got a text message like, Two days later, I don't know why he didn't text me in the time. He was waiting in Starbucks for me for a whole hour, and I didn't show up, okay? I hurt people. It's because I'm not really good at calendar stuff. Forgive me, okay? I'm not perfect. Um, But maybe we've been hurt by the church. Maybe we've been hurt by Christians. Maybe we've been hurt by the image of the church. Um, maybe we've just grown up with a traditional mindset. Maybe we've been burnt out by church. And we don't want to, I don't want to do that anymore because I served and I served and I served and I gave and I gave and I gave and I didn't, I didn't get anything back and I, I felt burnt out and I felt, I felt dead afterwards. 
And I believe that this is a wrong mentality to approach church in because church is the very vehicle that God intends to get the gospel to the world. And it's not, oh, this is Destiny Church. And No, no, no. The Church of Jesus Christ is the capital C church. It's not about a brand. It's not about the, the cool flags we have out front. That's just so you knew that it was a church and that we have a, um, a vow or a 501c3, a nonprofit organization that, we, you know, that we're affected. But, but it is not about the name. It's not about Destiny Church. It is about Jesus. Amen? I really didn't mean to do this. I really meant to just read, and then let's dive in. Matthew chapter 16, verse 13, it says this. Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets prophets he said to them but who do you say i am who do you say i am this is an important question for us to ask ourselves who do you say jesus is who do you say jesus is Is jesus just an addition to your life that when you pray to him he makes life better and he answers the laundry list of things that you have going on in life or is he this Christian um, is was he the, the the prophet that looked like a hippie um, with long hair and really nice and everybody and just all oh, this is Jesus and all the children came to him and all this who is who do you say he is who not who who is he in your heart who do you say I am Simon Peter replied you are the Christ the son of the living God This was the very person that the Jews were longing for, were waiting for. And Peter himself declares, you are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. In other words, he's saying, you're the ones the prophets have been talking about. I know they say that you're Elijah. I know that they say that you're one of the prophets. But no, 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 no. You're the Christ. You're the Messiah. You're the Son of God who the prophets declared were coming. You are here. It is He standing in front of us who's going to redeem Israel. You're the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it oh i don't even know i don't know about you but this is like one of this is like game time this should be on the locker room of the kingdom of heaven i will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it do you hear that Amen. You can say amen to that. You can say hallelujah. You can say woo. That's another one I forgot to tell you. Woo. That's when you don't have words. I made that up, really. And the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Can I just tell you that gates, gates are a defensive mechanism. The church was not meant to play, the church was not meant to play defense against hell. The church was meant to play offense. Amen? Defense is really good, but offense scores goals. I know this because I just watched my Alabama team lose to Tennessee, if anybody knows what I'm talking about. Defense is really good, but I need offense to put some score on the board. The church was not meant to be just a defensive mechanism or a defensive people, but people on the offense storming the gates of hell. We should make it hard for people to go to hell in our city. Amen? And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he strictly charged the disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ. This was because it wasn't time yet. 
It wasn't time. Jesus says, I will build my church. I want you to know today that Jesus builds his church. Jesus builds his church. I have been so caught up before thinking and feeling the pressure and the weight that I need to build the church. As a pastor, I think about you, and I think about the church, and I I think about this body of Christ that God has said, steward this, shepherd these people. But and and I and I could get so caught up in the weight of that and say, Oh, it's my responsibility to build the church. And then when somebody gets upset or somebody leaves or somebody isn't getting involved or somebody isn't living up to their potential, maybe that I thought they should live up to, then I think oh no oh no what am I doing wrong but what I read in scripture is not Daniel builds the church but Jesus builds the church amen the pressure's off the pressure's off Jesus builds his church otherwise we're just a country club we're just a club of people playing patty cake and singing kumbaya Unless Jesus builds the church. As I said, we are the bride of Christ. We are his bride. We are his bride. It's so interesting. It's so interesting to me that that language is used so often in scripture. The bride of Christ. We are the bride of Christ. Have you ever just maybe thought about this for a moment we're the bride of christ therefore if anything in our life comes before jesus we're committing adultery the bride the church some things are really good but if they come before jesus it's adultery it's church adultery prayer meetings are good But if the prayer meeting comes before the one we sing praise and pray to, Jesus, it's adultery. Filling the seats with people is really good. Evangelism is really good. But the seats aren't our Lord. Jesus is. Small groups are really awesome. And I love eating dinners with people. And I love hanging out with people. And I love studying together. But if it comes before Jesus, it's adultery. The church is his. It's his church. It's not my church. How many of you have done this before? I probably said it yesterday. Hey, you should come check out my church. My church. I think you can still use that. I'm not rebuking you, okay? But we say that, right? This is my church my church but really it's his church because we are the church i love my church but really it's his it's not mine it's his and when we put jesus the cause of jesus when we put him the person of jesus before every other agenda then these other agendas become affected in the world when you put Jesus first, you pray. Not a prayer meeting first, but when you put Jesus first, you pray. When you put Jesus first, you come together, the fellowship of the believers. We come together. When you put Jesus first, you evangelize and you have to tell people. It's like a fire shut up in my bones, a prophet said. I can't help but speak of Jesus. I can't. I'm unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's not the gospel of me. It's not the gospel of the church. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ. I can't help but speak about him. When I put him first, then evangelism comes. It's Jesus. It's his church. And can I tell you, Jesus, it's not only his church, but he builds the church. And he builds the church upon himself. He, he, it's his, and he builds it upon a foundation of himself. Let me show you. Let me show you. Ephesians chapter 2. 
Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19, it says this. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow, we are fellow citizens with the saints and the members of the household of God. Watch. Built, somebody say built, on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus, watch this, himself being the cornerstone. First of all, let me just let me just back up because you could misread built on the foundation of of the apostles and prophets. We could read that and say, well, I thought we built on Jesus. Well, the foundation that the apostles and the prophets built on were the uh, foundations of Jesus. You're not they, they weren't apostolic for apostolic sake. They were apostolic because Jesus told them to go preach to all the nations. Jesus told them to go forth into the, all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Son who is Jesus. They did it on the foundation of Jesus that Jesus laid when he was here with them. The prophets were the ones who spoke about the coming of Jesus. They were talking in the Old Testament about the coming of Jesus. It was all about Jesus it was the foundation of Jesus that is the foundation it is built upon Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord in him you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the spirit he is the cornerstone we sang it just a minute ago if you were in here for worship christ alone cornerstone a cornerstone is the stone that is set when the foundation is being laid that every other stone that is laid in the foundation must reference the cornerstone dictates the position of the entire structure. This sounds a little bit like the church to me. See, you see, every other thing, every other stone, every other brick that is laid into the foundation must line up with the cornerstone. And if it's not lined up with the cornerstone, you better believe the builder will take it out or realign it. And it dictates the entire structure. The entire structure. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're a brick. Woo! Don't slap anybody. Don't get mad. Let me explain. Your life your life, when you come to Jesus, must align with him. And as, our, as we submit to Jesus, our life lines up with him. And the entire structure called the body of Christ is being built up. But you didn't do that. You didn't do that. I didn't do that. I'm just a brick. I want to sing. I want to sing. I'm not going to sing. I'm not going to sing. I like. Does anybody have like an internal karaoke always going on? She's a brick house. Yeah. It's not even a good song. Like, why would you, Daniel, why would you bring that up in church? Mighty, mighty. We don't want to know what she's doing. But if we could just take out the stuff we don't like about that song, really, the church is a brick house. She's a brick house. Oh, man. I should have I, I titled the message that. I miss, missed opportunity. Everything must line up with the cornerstone. That's why scripture says he is the cornerstone. Your, listen, any power and authority that you have as a believer can only, is only as good as your foundation. The authority and power that you have is only as good as the foundation in which you stand upon. That's why that Jesus says, watch, I will build my church on this rock. He wasn't, we talk about Peter, and on Peter, I build my church. No, 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 Peter was, Peter was messed up too, like you and me. Peter's not a good foundation to build the church upon. He did preach, and 3,000 were added to their number that day, but he's not eternal. <laughs> 
He's, he didn't go to the cross, buried three days later, resurrected for the dead for your sins. He's not the Lamb of God. He's not the Lion of the tribe of Judah. No, not Peter. It was, in fact, the revelation that Peter had that Jesus says, I'm going to build upon. The revelation that Peter had was, you are the Christ. You are the Christ. And it is upon that revelation that Jesus is Christ, I will build my church. He is the cornerstone. And Jesus says, on that rock I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against. And I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom. You have the keys, you have the authority, but it is, it is when it is built upon the foundation of Jesus. Your authority comes from being connected and built upon a foundation called Jesus, the cornerstone. You following me? Are we alive? Woo! There's a, there's this chair in our house. We've always got issues with chairs. There's a chair in our house. And it came when we moved. We got a lot of stuff from Facebook Marketplace. Anybody have make friends with Facebook Marketplace? It's the best. You're on there like all the time. We were on there all the time. We needed to furnish the house. We got this really pretty white chair from Facebook Marketplace, but we got it used. And about two years later, I was sitting on it, and the legs just came out from underneath it. And I thought, well, I'm not going to buy another pretty white chair. I'm going to fix it. And so I tried my best to fix this white chair. But it just so happens that those legs weren't completely fixed. So when I was hosting some guests twice this past week, <laughs> the first time somebody sat on it and literally in the middle of conversation, it's the back leg, so it was like, you know, like this. And everybody stops conversation and looks. You know the chair I'm talking about? You know, yeah. It wasn't Marcus. <laughs> and it was like low rider, you know, low. Yeah, yeah. I won't, we won't sing that one. But, but I'm like, whoa. And then they fix it for me, you know. I'm like embarrassed. I'm a host. They're over here fixing my couch. One of them was the, one of them was the Albanian pastor that was here last week. He was like over there fixing my, my chair. And we're like, okay, we got it fixed. Like, these guys are handymen. I'm not really a handyman. I've got a drill, but that doesn't mean anything. And um, I just kind of glue it together. And they, I'm like, they got this thing fixed. Somebody else was over this week. <laughs> you know, but I warned them ahead of time just in case. <laughs> don't, tell, don't tell Megan I told you this, but we're going we're gonna to throw it out. Don't worry. But it, we just haven't. It's just sitting there like a lowrider right now in my living room. We've been so busy, we haven't picked it up. I'm, I'm like waiting for it to walk through the doors. It's like low rider sitting there. <laughs> because, because how many of you know that you need a good foundation to stand upon? We can often, as the church, build upon a wrong foundation. Now, you would think that as the church, we're building upon a foundation of Jesus, but we have to be careful that our programs and that our ideas and our traditions and our politics and our agendas and our causes does not come before the cornerstone, Jesus. Because when you build upon a foundation that's not Jesus, lowrider, you're going to be swerving. We've got to build upon the foundation of Jesus. <laughs> the, listen, the devil isn't afraid of your kingdom. I, I know that you're really talented. And I know that you can do some cool things. And a lot of people like you. And that you've got it all together. And that you've checked all the boxes. But the devil isn't afraid of your kingdom. He's afraid of the kingdom of heaven the kingdom of Jesus Christ. That's the kingdom that the gates of hell will not prevail against. He's not afraid of what you build. He's afraid of what Jesus Christ builds. Because a kingdom that is built upon ourselves will just crumble. Psalms 127 says, Unless the Lord builds the house, those who labor will labor in vain. Those who build 
will build in vain. Unless the Lord does it, the ones who labor will labor in vain. This is now just self-therapy, okay? Because I'm processing a lot of stuff in the right amount of time. I wonder, and this isn't anybody's fault, but maybe a culture's fault. I wonder if the reason why we get burnt out in church is because we've somehow, some way labored in vain. I, I wonder if somehow we've put our serving in church and our laboring before the foundation Jesus. I wonder if maybe this is why it can be easy to get burnt out when we're laboring in vain. I'm not saying, listen to me, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm your friend, okay? <sighs> because I, because there's, there's more as I wait, I, I'm like, I don't want to go to church. I don't even like that place. Movie theater. It's so quiet in here. Just trying to teach him to say amen. I just get, I just get, I just, I, I wonder if that feeling comes and is an indicator when I'm feeling burnt out through my service, if I've pulled a Mary, <laughs> Mary and Martha in the Bible, when Mary's doing the dishes, she's serving, she's laboring, she's doing it for Jesus, who's a guest in her house. And she gets mad at Mary because Mary's the lazy one. And she's just sitting at Jesus' feet. And then Jesus says, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mary, you are, Mary is the one that is doing the necessary thing. Mary is sitting at, her, at my feet. And we can get bitter and we can get burnt out because we haven't sat at the feet of Jesus and made him the priority of church. Are you following me? I'm going to take the silence and the quiet as processing and conviction. We're not building, we're not building our kingdom. Jesus is building his kingdom through us upon himself. He is building his kingdom through us We're not building a kingdom. We're not building a church. He's building the church through us, but upon himself. So you must understand, Jesus is the cornerstone. Remember that everything in the building references the cornerstone. If it is a centimeter off, the whole building is off. That's why when you try to build a life upon things that are imperfect, it doesn't maybe look imperfect at the moment because it's just a centimeter. It's just a little bit. But as you build upon a foundation that is not eternal and imperfect, you look back one day and say, what have I built? How did I end up here? How did I end up in this place? It's because I've built upon a foundation that is not Christ Jesus because there's only one who can claim that he is perfect. There's only one who can claim that he is king of kings and lord of lords. His name is Jesus. And if I do not build upon that foundation, I'm always going to be off. There's always going to be something missing on the inside. I can have billions. I can have trillions. I can have a private yacht and a plane and multiple companies. And I can, and I can still feel empty on the inside because I've built on a foundation that isn't Jesus. Let me read to you quickly. First Peter, he says this. Remember, okay, follow me. He's the cornerstone. As you come to him, 1 Peter verse 4, uh, chapter 2, verse 4, as you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God chosen and precious. Talking about Jesus being a living stone rejected by men. He was sent to the cross. Verse 5, you yourselves 
like living stones are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. Turn to your neighbor and say, hey, brick. Not to be confused with Rick. If there's a Rick in here. You're like, oh, nice to meet you. But Rick. To offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in scripture. Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone. A cornerstone chosen and precious. And whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. Or should I say, whoever builds upon him will not fall. So the honor is for you who believe. But for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. And a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. How many of you know Jesus is offensive? Because he's not shaken and he's not moved. And he doesn't, you don't move the cornerstone to your agenda when you're a brick. You just connect yourself to him. Jesus, please send me a wife with brown hair, blue eyes. She must be a Christian, at least kind of. Like raise her hand in church. No, 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 no. I don't move Jesus to my agenda. I connect to his agenda and he moves me. You want to find your purpose. You want to find your spouse. You want to find your calling. You connect to Jesus and he places you in your calling. Mahindra, can you bring me a brick? You're first. Sorry, dude. Sorry. You're always first. But if you're, Ricky Bobby says, if you're not first, you're last. Jesus says, the last shall be first. So sorry, you're not first today. You're first, but you're not first, according to Jesus. He says, he says, as you come to him, as you come to him. See, Mahindra, thank you, Mahindra. Go ahead, so I can go talk, so I can talk about you now. As Mahindra comes to him, the cornerstone, the church is being built up. Mahindra doesn't build the church. He comes to Jesus, the cornerstone, and Jesus builds his church through Mahindra. You see, Mahindra, Mahindra is like one of the most faithful guys I know. Mahindra's got some giftings inside of him. Mahindra, I thought of, Mahindra's an enabler. Mahindra's like, what's the vision? I want to enable it. I want to see it happen. And so Jesus says, as Mahindra comes to me, I'm putting, him, I'm putting the enabler, Mahindra, I'm putting the, the, the faithful one, Mahindra, where he needs to be placed in the full structure of the thing. Amy, can you bring me a... Can you bring me a brick? I'm just randomly calling names. I told him ahead of time, don't worry, I'm not going to call your name. You're like, it's my first time, please don't call me. I don't know your name. <laughs> don't know your name. <laughs> but I'm going to learn your name. But I'm going to, thank you, Amy. As you learned about Amy, as you learned about Amy, she loves so social action stuff. Like she was involved with helping with uh, prostitutes in the red light district with an organization called Pericaleo and then she is involved with YWAM helping homeless and then she's involved with Operation Christmas Child and she's emailing me and saying we got to do this we got to make this happen Daniel remember remember because I know your calendar isn't so good remember we got to do this we got to announce this I will tell everybody about Operation Christmas why because Amy's got a passion to see people restored and people come to know Jesus but she loves to do it through social action she loves to see the needs of people met because that's what Jesus does. And as she comes to him, the cornerstone, as she comes to him, he's building his church through Amy. Simi, can you bring me a, can you bring me a brick? She's a brick house. I, I just, it's like, a, it's like a thing. I just, if I sing enough, then eventually I'll be good at it. It's not true. Thank you, Simi. As Simi, as Simi comes to him, as Simi comes to him, he's building his church 
through Simi. Simi's not building the church because as much as Simi does around here, he does everything. I, don't, I can't even count how much Simi does around here, but he just does everything. But actually, one thing about Simi that maybe you don't know, he, he's passionate about seeing people baptized. So if you're not baptized yet, you better look out because Simi's going to tap you on the shoulder. He's going to at least bring a pool out here in the back, and we're going to do baptisms because as soon as we do baptism, as soon as we pull out the pool, as soon as we say we need to baptize people, he's like, let's make it happen. And then when people are being baptized, there's tears in his eyes because he loves seeing people baptized because of his baptism experience. Amen? And as he comes to Christ, Christ builds his church through Simi. You see what's happening? Tarek, come, man. I didn't think about the width of this. I'm not, a, I'm not an architect, okay? Give me a break. But this is the cornerstone. He is the ar- architect. So Tarek, as Tarek comes to him, the cornerstone, he's being built into the structure. Because I know you see Tarek around doing media and running a sound right now on an iPad. He's not playing Angry Birds. There's, that's, how we run this, that's how we run the sound here. <laughs> but one thing, one, and, and, and then Tarek is always at the front door greeting people and giving them my sermon illustrations. Uh, like, take this sermon illustration. And, and he's like giving them my sermon illustrations. But one thing Tarek loves is to see people know Jesus. He's an evangelist. He's an evangelist. You gotta put him in front of people who don't know Jesus. He's an evangelist. And as Tara comes to Jesus as he comes to him. Like 2 Peter says, a living stone, a living stone that God designed and handcrafted, then Jesus is building his church through Tara. Amen? Henry, come on. Last but not least, I think, I really forgot who all I asked to come up here. I didn't sleep because I was watching my team lose last night, Henry. Thank you. Oh, you're going to put it up there. Look at that. As Henry comes to him, the cornerstone, Henry's a living stone, but as Henry comes to him, the cornerstone, Jesus is building his church through him. I, t- I went on a mission trip with Henry, and Henry, Henry, I told, I told Henry this, and I said this on a Sunday. I don't know if anybody was here remember this, but Henry's like John the Baptist. Henry is like preparing the way of the Lord. I saw him on a mission trip come alive. Henry's, man, God is using Henry to bring himself through him. But, and, and God knows I need to get Henry in a specific place in the church that I'm building. And so as Henry comes to him, Jesus places him where he needs to be because of the giftings inside of him. Amen? Man, it was so cool. We had a, we had a small group the other night, and I, we, we, we started to share testimonies about where people came from and how people came to him. Just ask somebody their testimony and you'll hear how, how they came to know Jesus. And it's a beautiful thing because everybody's got different stories. Some of them might be like yours and some of them might be crazy. Some of them might be totally different than your story. But it's all about coming to Jesus. And as we come to him, he builds the church. Is it making sense? Are you following me? As we come to him... We heard testimonies of, of coming, to, uh, coming to know Jesus at a mission school. Coming to know Jesus at a mission school. Or, or, or coming to know Jesus because one of, their, one of their friends basically was ministering to them. And it's, it's all about coming to Jesus, the cornerstone. And as we come to him, as we come to him, he builds his church. Amen. I keep saying amen because I need you guys to say it. I don't have to say it if you say it, okay? Christine, come, because if you don't come, I'm not going to close. <laughs> Listen to me. Your, your purpose, you, you, you want to know your purpose? You want to know what your calling is? You, you want to know the direction you're meant to be? Connect to the cornerstone, and he'll put you where you need to be. So, sometimes you get, you get so frustrated about where you are in life. Why am I here? Some of you are like, why am I in Germany? Some of you Germans are like, why am I in Germany? Anywhere, God, but here. Some of you are like, this is, I, I love the Christmas markets, but I still don't know why I'm here. 
why did I end up in church today? It's my first time and he's throwing bricks around. Or why, why did I end up in this position in the company? Or why haven't I advanced? Or why, why am I advancing? Or maybe, it's, maybe it's because as you connect to the cornerstone, he places you where he needs to be. You see, I don't, I, I've, never, I've never been in a house or a structure and heard the bricks say, the heck am I doing here? I do not like this place I'm in. If I could have been in an older building or a newer building, if I could have been in a church that sang more hymns, or if I could have been in a church where they play music so loud that I can't hear myself sing because I don't know how to sing, I wish they had more small groups there, or... I don't like the way the pastor spits and preaches and yells. He's talking about myself. Why am I in this job? Why am I in this position? A brick never says that. Because a brick knows its significance is being a part of the entire structure connected to the cornerstone. Do not get me wrong. You have infinite significance, infinite value, infinite worth. Not because of you, though. Because of Him. When your plan... Well, I think I'm going to go do my own thing. This was you, Henry, by the way. Go do my own thing. You connect to the cornerstone and you, your plans get lost in His plan. And you find your purpose in His purpose. But I guarantee you that it will be much greater than your own purpose. Some of us, some of us, I'm, uh, you let this be convicting if it's convicting, then that's the Holy Spirit. But some of us, some of us are talking about the other bricks in the structure. Oh, I don't like that brick. I don't like that brick. I don't know why she talks like that. Well, that brick hurt me. I hate him. Maybe you wouldn't say it that way because you're a Christian. You don't use the word hate towards people. Only food that you didn't like. And, but, but, but in your heart, you've, you've, you've grown resentment and bitterness to the brick that's next to you. Why don't they go to another church? Bunch of churches around here. So get him out of here, Lord. No, no, no. Bricks don't say, I don't like the brick next to me. Bricks don't say, I don't want to be next to this brick. May, maybe the person that's irritating you is a brick that needs to be next to you. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a purpose. Maybe there's a plan in it. Maybe there's a master plan to the whole structure. We've got to quit gossiping about other bricks. People, un, unchurched people look at the church sometimes, they're like, what's so different about them? They're talking about each other. They're gossiping about each other. There's so much drama up in church. Bricks talking about bricks. But we're connected. But it's not about the other brick. It's about him. It's about him. And it says he builds us together. He builds us together. He doesn't build us apart. He builds us together. We should not be separated from the cornerstone. Come to Him and you'll discover your purpose there. Come to Him. Come to Him. And when we do, we will, we will be a part of the church where the gates of hell cannot prevail against. The gates of hell will not prevail against church that is built upon the cornerstone a solid foundation can you stand your feet with me that's just the churchy thing to do because it helps me finish faster I know I keep saying that. I remember um, I come from a place where they have a lot of hurricanes South Alabama and 
we just get used to hurricanes. I remember one hurricane, it was like a category two or three. George, anybody remember George? Tracy Allen. George. I remember playing in it as a kid, like with paper bags, thinking I could fly away. Some, some of you guys that look at people like that be like, those guys, they're just not right in the head. Maybe, yeah, it's probably true. Um, but mo- most of the hurricanes, actually all the hurricanes that I was there for, some of the bigger ones, Ivan, Katrina, maybe some of you heard about those on the news. Um, Katrina hit New Orleans and the levees break. It's a disaster. Um, we would actually go stay with my grand- grandmother. And, but, it, but if you on the outside looking in, you think these guys are crazy because my grandmother lived on the water. Like you think you're supposed to get away from the water. That's the hurricane's coming from there. The water's rising from there. So no, no, we go stay on the water. And my aunt, she was so crazy, man. She would we'd board up the house so like limbs and stuff don't come through the window. You'd hear them all night hitting the boards. You know, doo, doo, doo. trees falling, everything would shake. And then my, you know, the grown-ups. I was a kid at the time, and we would hear like loud sounds and be like, oh, I think that was a tornado. Like real calm, you know. I'm like. I've seen the movie Twister. <laughs> you know, like, just a tornado. And, but we were so comfortable in this house because the way, the, it, it was an older house, my grandmother's house, and the way the masonry was designed was, it wasn't just, um, th- this is about the size of bricks today, and you put the mortar there and the stuff. Again, I'm not a construction, I don't, I don't, I'm not a mason. They just, here, and you stick them together, but she had like bricks three times this size the house was a part of, but inside the bricks were like a hook. Each brick had like a hook built into it, and before they were, um, the mortar and stuff was put on, they, when they, when it was, they would actually lock into place these bricks, and so this was like a brick house, mighty, mighty, you know, like this thing was not going anywhere, had been there for years, we weren't worried about it at all. And that's how we knew we could be confident staying at the water, tornadoes going by and everything. And I just, I, I, sometimes, sometimes life is tough and sometimes life is hard and we go through storms and we go through stuff and things hit us and we hear the sound of stuff hitting the walls and we hear trees falling and we see things going on but when you are grafted into and when you are built into a house and a wall a building and a structure that cannot be shaken then you have peace even though you're in the middle of a storm then you have peace even when you don't know what the next step is because you know there's something bigger and it's not about you and it's not about your plans it's about his plans and we get to be a part of the structure and the bride of Christ called the church that is a that is an unshakable kingdom the Bible calls it unshakable kingdom like Nana that was my grandmother's name Nana like off of uh, Peter Pan Nana's house Nana's house was strong, but the kingdom of God cannot be shaken no matter what's thrown at it. In fact, it's a kingdom that advances against the gates of hell. Hurricanes better beware of this kingdom. Can you close your eyes with me today? Let me just give you the opportunity. You're watching online. You're watching in the room. The, the, first, the first thing to do, if you've never made this decision or maybe you've walked away. Maybe you've been like the, hold on, open your eyes again. Just kidding. It's an exercise. Open, close them. I've been sitting in kindergarten with my kids, okay? Maybe, you were, maybe you're like this brig. This, not, this isn't Henry anymore, okay, for the sake of illustration. And maybe you've wandered away. Maybe you need to make the decision fresh today to say I'm coming back to the cornerstone. He is the Lord of my life. He, I, I reference my life from his life. He doesn't reference his life from my life. I reference my life, my decisions from him. I anchor into him. Maybe that's you today. Or maybe you've never made the decision and you want to make the decision today. 
to come back, to, to come to him for the very first time and say, Jesus, you are the Lord of my life. You are the cornerstone on which I build upon. I'm done building my own way. I don't want to get um, through life one day and have built a house that cannot stand a storm to build a life that cannot stand a storm. Okay, eyes closed today. All I'm going to ask you to do, if you are in here today and you want to make a fresh decision today to, for him to be Lord of your life, to be the cornerstone of your life, now that you know what a cornerstone is, and we're not just singing about it, and you're like, what is that about? You, you, you want him to be the cornerstone of your life, the Lord of your life, you want to make that decision fresh today or you want to make that decision for the very first time, all I'm going to ask you to do is lift a hand in the air and say, that's me. I want to make that decision. If you're online, you can lift your hand too, just as a statement of faith, but in the room so I can see who I'm praying for in the room and I'm about to pray for you. If that's you, just lift a hand and then you can put it down. I see it. I see it. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And nobody's going to call you up front. Maybe you came from the church where they brought you up front. Nobody's going to do that, okay? This is a personal decision. This isn't my decision. This is your decision. Those hands that were raised, okay, one more time, just lift them in the air. Everybody's eyes are closed. Just lift them in the air. That's you today. I don't want to pray for you. Father, thank you for these who are lifting their hands. Those online as well who are lifting their hands, who are making this decision today, we just thank you today that you are Lord of our life. The Bible says when we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart, it's not a, it's not a checking the box. It's a belief in the heart and a confessing of our mouth that Jesus is Lord. We say, Jesus, you are Lord. You are Lord of my life. Can everybody just pray this with me? Thank you, Jesus, that you died so that I could live and have relationship with you. You are the Lord of my life. I'm coming to you today in Jesus' name. And God, I just thank you for everyone else in the room, everybody watching, God, we just thank you that we would see ourselves in the right light. We would position ourselves as the body of Christ, the unshakable kingdom, as the church and the bride of Jesus Christ and the gates of hell cannot prevail against. We thank you for that. We thank you for that. We thank you, Jesus. Amen. Before Amy comes up to to close this, let me just say this. If you lifted your hands, can you, do, can you just do me a favor? If you lift your hands, rededicating your life to the Lord, coming back to Him for the, coming to him for the first time. Um, we have today is my day cards or little red cards. I don't know if they're, if they're down here. Maybe they're down here. If you, don't like, if you don't like physical things, then we have digital things. You're all digital and techie. We got that too. Um, there's going to be a QR code. You can scan that. There's a digital form. We just want to take your information. I'm just going to follow, I would follow up with you during the week and, and see, hey, great decision that you've made. And I want to give you some resources in order to be able to walk this journey out because it's, it's a journey to, it's not a one-stop shop. Like God is doing something. God's doing something in your life. And I want to just maybe, I don't have it all figured out, that's for sure, but maybe just help you and tell you this is what I've done in my walk tell you my story so if that was you you lifted your hand I would love to just give you some resources maybe some practical steps that are maybe new maybe reminders for you on how to walk this thing out um, and we can walk this out together because what's important is is that when you connect to the cornerstone you're not doing it in isolation you're doing it with other people and everybody who's connected into the cornerstone has been on the same journey you are amen Amen. Come on, can we give God a hand clap of praise in Jesus' name? We thank you, God.